guys, welcome back to welcome another back. show of Two Girls and a Mic. Two Girls and a Mic. We don't have an official song, Two Girls and a Mic. We should work on that. I like I know. that. Ace, when are we going to get in the studio? Oh my God. You I see feel how like he just shut us down, though. Just cock blocking my, my success. You see how quickly my he shut that down. My success. Ace, you don't know, man. Beyonce, all right, she'd be scared. It's all right, instantly. Anyhow, <laughs> what are we speaking about? What are we talking about? We are today? talking about like you're gonna have to help me with this subject because I am confused. Like all I'm seeing is Boris Johnson, and all I'm seeing is lies, <laughs> and all I'm seeing is Brexit, and then I'm seeing Donald Trump being impeached. It's like I wake up in the morning and it's just I'm just. I'm confused. What is going on? Okay, so let's start from the top. It's definitely a mad let's time start with for UK RPM, politics. Mr. Boris Johnson and him trying to, you know, run parliament, <laughs> basically <laughs> thinking he can just come in there, not even officially elected by the people. You no. just, you come in there by default. And tell, tell, and tell then you're telling pies. one bag of lies to the point where... <laughs> Your brother, your sister, they don't want nothing to do with you. They're just like jumping out the window saying, yeah, my, bro- my brother's mad. He don't right, know what bro- he's doing. His brother actually did step down from his position yeah. as a politician, didn't he? Yes, he did. And I think his sister says something today about him as well. Like just saying whatever he's doing is not... Representative of the family at or what? <laughs> she tra- you know when someone's oh trying to distance himself. You know when you've got that one family member that's like, mm, I, don't, I don't really know him and it's like well that's that's your brother that's your sister yeah no i mean (laughs) the thing is so what we've what we've um really just gone through is that boris johnson effectively um shut down parliament um having said or having been given permission, I suppose it is. Yeah. Um, by the, um, I was going to say by the police, <laughs> by the Queen, right? By the Queen to do so. So that's called prorogation. So um, he did so. And one, everyone knows that we're in the middle of this sort of political crisis, Brexit. We had the vote, the referendum, how many years ago now? And we're coming up to October. Yeah. Where we are supposed to, (laughs) where we are supposed to be um, leaving the EU. And of course, there is a very big movement of Remainers in the UK who want to to, to block that happening and say, if if that does happen, the UK is just going to be thrown into turmoil because... Um, you know, we, we can't survive as a literal and figurative island within Europe. So in any event, um, Boris Johnson went to the Queen and um, advised her that he needed to shut down Parliament. And people saw that as effectively him using his powers or abusing mm. his powers because they said that with Parliament shut down, it would thwart the attempts of um, the other side of the, the coin, side, the opposing yeah. the opposing side. And I can't even say it as a particular party, because as you know, mm. people from within different parties are on different sides of whether being um, Brexit Brexiteers or, or being Remainers. Yeah. So it was said to be um, a move to try and shut down the debate surrounding the deal that we, that he wants to get for us to be able to leave and that 
um, it shuts down the the ability for um, there to be continued efforts or or debate around remaining. So anyhow, um, what happened was that um, a case was taken to the Scottish courts to say that the move was unlawful and Scottish judges ruled that it was. Mm. Um, and then the case went in... in England and mm, Wales mm. went to the Supreme Court, which is the highest court um, on such matters, um, having been ruled on in the High Court. And the Supreme Court said, uh-huh. It was unlawful. It was well. unlawful. Mm. And that effectively, what Parliament needs to just act as though it didn't happen because it was completely mm, void, mm, null, mm, unlawful, um, his actions. But the real nub of that ruling, and I shouldn't say the real nub, part of the nub of that ruling is what does it say about the advice which Boris Johnson carried to the Queen? Mm. Because... Because she gave him permission. Yeah, and some are saying that he purposefully... I mean, the courts didn't go as far as saying this, but... If you read in between the lines. If you look into it... Their decision has effectively underscored the thoughts of some people that he did that as a as a chess move to try and block any block mm. to him wanting to, to leave the EU and him saying that he'll leave without a deal if need be. So um, everyone was kind of um, commentating beforehand saying, I mean, if the Supreme Court rules against him, which they have. Yeah. I mean, that should leave to his that should lead to his immediate resignation. Mm. That hasn't happened yet. Um, And in fact, one of the things that he did, which I really, really disagreed with, just um, understanding the basis of the system as I do him coming out and being critical of the Supreme Court and Mm. him saying you know I disagree with the judges I think right now where we are in terms of the political landscape and societal landscape I think that was a really dangerous thing for Boris Johnson to do Mm. because I think the I think you know the law whether you kind of like it or not you've kind of got to hold it as a kind of leveling and equal thing that that has to stand. Mm -mm. So I think when someone like the prime minister comes out and when the top judges in the highest court in our land, as a matter of law rule that you've done something unlawful and then you in your position come out and basically say, ah, F-U-C-K them. I don't even, I don't agree with what they're saying. What does, what message does that send down to, you know, the common people? Yeah. And the reason why I say it's dangerous, because I feel like the, the turmoil in society that we've seen that's, that's come about or that's been unearthed, should I say, in, you know, under the light of all this Brexit and the, the, um, the issues of immigration, the, the issues that people have with immigration and some of the reason why people voted to leave the EU and the, the xenophobia that we're, we're seeing much more of, the racism that we're seeing much more of. The reason why I say, therefore, it's dangerous is because there are, I think, there is a school of people 
who hold up Boris in high esteem mm. because of some <laughs> of the things that he said about foreigners, Muslim women, mm. black people, you know, and what he yeah, kind of yeah. stands for and what they think he stands for in that in that sense. So then when he comes out and sort of poo-poos what the court has done or what the court has ruled, I think it gives credence to a certain level of 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 lawlessness mm. in the minds of these people and mm. the things that they do. And when I say the things that they do, I mean the increase in hate crimes that we've had in this country. I mean the increase in vitriolic racist um i think um discourse that goes on on social media in public abuse shouted at people do you know what i mean yeah, i just feel yeah, people yeah. are becoming very emboldened <laughs> mm. to act in this way mm. and i think when somebody that they hold in high regard then turns around and is like ah oh, forget what those judges yeah, yeah, are saying yeah. like so so almost cocking a snoot yeah. to authority in that way i think it's it like, will give them I'm more powerful than them right i think it will give it, it sends a sort of a message to them that they can be that way as well. Mm. And I think it will embolden them even more to say, yeah, well, we don't like, we don't like all this, um, you know, this rule that said, when this law that said, we're not really supposed to use racist language. I don't give a F about that. Mm. I'm going to do what I want to do. I think it does embolden those people because they've already been emboldened yeah. in part by what's been going on. So I just think that was quite irresponsible of him, but not unsurprising. I wasn't surprised by it. By it. I think he is a loose cannon of a prime minister. I think he is, um, I think he is woefully underqualified mm. for the position. And I think he is, um, I, 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 I some days I wonder if he has just been put in place to be the figurehead for this absolute inane idea mm. that we have. Not we, but that this Middle Britain. That yeah, of, all yeah. that all that 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 that, that Brexiteers have, mm. that if if we leave the EU we're gonna be better for it. Mm. Cause I just I find that I just find it wild. Yeah, because it's like when you when they're asked like how you know leaving the EU, why do you think it's a good idea? And all I'm hearing people is people were duped. Yeah, all I'm hearing is oh, you know, we'll get control of our borders again and blah blah blah. So really and truly, it's just like really xenophobic idea that um you know all these foreigners are coming in, they're taking over everything. If we leave the EU, that 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 means that's not going to happen, which is of course utter nonsense like mm. you think all of a sudden you know on is it october the 31st when they intend to leave mm. that you know well, that's it no more foreigners allowed in the country is, is that what you really think mm. you really think that it's not gonna be that it's way. not going to be like that at all do you remember that um one of the things that a lot of people were banding about at the time of um moving towards the vote yeah and the referendum was about all this money that was going to go back to the NHS. NHS was it 350 million yeah, yeah. or something like that Nigel Farage um, and that was yeah shit. it was it was found to just be false mm. and I mean so many people were banking on that mm -mm. like literally banking on that and, and it's ironic that now um do you remember when Donald Trump was here a few months ago and the notion that the NHS was actually going to be sold off to him mm. as part of one of the deals that we were going to broker with America once we had left 
the EU and you, all of a sudden you started seeing people panicking like, oh, no, 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 we can't. Like, we need to protect the NHS. It's like, you weren't concerned about that I when weren't. we were literally telling you that this man is lying about mm-hmm. that 350 mil. Now, all of a sudden, Donald is like raising his hand or, you know, throwing his hat in the ring to say that, yeah, we'll take it over. So it can be just like the the crappy medical system that's currently going on in the US. It's just like people just need to wake up, man. Yep. Can I just say, so there's just a quote here, and this is what I mean about I just think it's wrong and irresponsible for someone such as the Prime Minister who who should understand the impartiality of the judiciary, Mm. who understand that it, it must be seen and held and understood to be separate and separately functioning from our um, executive arm and from our legislative arm. So speaking in the House of Commons yesterday, Boris Johnson said that the court, i.e. the Supreme Court, was wrong to pronounce on what was essentially a political question at at a time of great national controversy. So I just, uh, to me, I just find... You know, even I even advise my clients, even when you've been found guilty, there needs to be a, an air of sort of contrition. You have to mm. find better words. If you want, if you want some kind of sympathy from the judge that has to that, to you. Um, you're about to get a sentence. You so. have to, you can't be like, no, they're wrong. Yeah. I mean, show if, some sort of remorse even if, or something. Even yeah. if, you know what, even if that is your true sentiment that mm. you believe that they're wrong, actually you can be a bit more diplomatic mm. about it and be, I now have to accept the finding of the court mm. that's diplomacy in action and this is we have our prime minister saying no they're wrong and then he said he reiterated his stance in an interview with ITV's Robert Peston when he said I think the this is and this is now where he's drawing on mm. you know his supporters in the public I think the public should see what we want to do and I think it's a great shame that the opposition are sort of gridlocked. They don't They don't want either to have an election. They don't want Brexit to get done. They don't seem to want anything. Um, so him saying, him saying they and yeah. they and they, it's almost as though he's drawing the court Mm-mm. into the fray. The court are not in the fray. Mm-mm. The court stand impartial mm. and have just decided... That what you've done... It Based was unlawful. It's unlawful. But and it's like, the way he sort of molded. Yeah. He's trying talk- to act like the victim here. Yeah. And it's like, you're not. You're and the way he's kind of drawing together the, the um, ruling of the court mm. and then his the opposition views, the opposing views to his and molding them all as one. He's almost feeding it to the public as though the courts are... Are, are remainers and that's why they're doing this yeah no yeah. that's not what's going on they've ruled from a completely impartial viewpoint so i mean i just as i said i just think it's wild i think boris johnson is an extremely um irresponsible um man and oh, I, one still was, can't um, believe that he's prime minister to mm, be honest <laughs> well, he was in um parliament yesterday so they were having obviously one of their usual daily debates and i think a particular mp i think her name was joe swinson was um addressing him and just talking about how um do you remember joe cox mm-hmm. the mp that was murdered um oh, so yeah she she basically brought up you know the whole incident and was just saying yeah, that i remember that he said yeah, yeah go on and um, what was she? She was just addressing it, and then obviously, you know, 
he um, Boris Johnson was given the right to reply, and he replied by saying replied by saying that um, you know I've never heard some so, so much. What's it? Was it? I think he used the word humbug or something like that. He was really mm. dismissive. It was like you could see the woman's shock on her face mm. just by the fact that it, I'm talking to you about somebody who used to work here is a colleague of many people within this mm-hmm. um, establishment, but yet you're dismissing her her death and mm. her demise as just being like whatever. That's 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 this low. is the man that's supposed to be the leader of our country. Yeah, and that's I low. just I'm just like if you can't even show a little bit of sense and compassion when responding to something that clearly has affected a lot of people within your own working environment. Mm. I think he thing I think he um he he what he tried to do um was try to sort of bring in um Joe Cox's death because I think the Guardian reported on it and it's their headline um was mm. that he's a disgrace by saying that the best way to honor Joe Cox was to deliver Brexit mm. and I mean if that's not a, a subversion of 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 the facts oh, surrounding her yeah. death and you remember you know the the it was a far right just lunatic who exactly basically took her life poor thing and then we can see where 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 the roots of that kind mm. of feeling come from and how it's manifested itself within this whole debate yeah. about sorry the quote was well i've never heard so much humbug in my life Gosh. that that's your response no wonder your sister and brother don't want nothing to do with yeah, you. Yeah, it's getting low. It's, it's getting yeah, low. Yeah, it's getting it's beyond getting low. the... The bar's before, on the floor now, isn't it? I always it? thought it was really weird that, um, particularly his sister, her name's Rachel, isn't it? Rachel Johnson. I, I think that's her name. She's oh, she's one of the regular panellists on that debate show called The Pledge mm. with miserable Carol Malone. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah I can't stand that show. So she's honest. on there. And I always used to think, how come she's never really said too much about your brother? just behaving because it's not just you didn't just do this yesterday it's been going on for some time now mm. so I think it's got to the point where it's like okay I now need to say something because you know that one relative that just goes too far mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and, and this is this is where we are right now so it's just I don't know I'm just ugh. yeah I mean we're, we're just in really really interesting times but as in 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 um in the words of um who was it that black guy luke cage yeah forwards for what is it forward forever it backwards did, never like, or something <laughs> what was his catchphrase ace luke cage, luke cage. forward forever backwards net something i think ace it's that. Watch it <laughs> anyway think... onwards and upwards is what i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> we move <laughs> is that the one with the dodgy jamaican jamaican yeah that's why i probably i was like i'm not watching this anymore yeah, but it was good. That it was. I think season one was season good. One. I think I watched it when Mahershala Ali was in there. Yeah, I'll see watch his anything season. With him his season there. was good. But after that, I heard about some really terrible Jamaicans. I saw Moni Love <laughs> tweeting about it, and I was like, "Girl, <laughs> we're not doing cool run-ins again." She's like, "I t- totally understand." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let us move on because Boris is gonna mash down the country, and there ain't really too much that we can do about it. But um, oh, I sent Cheryl um, an article in the Guardian today, which has done its rounds on Twitter and 
women in particular are mm-hmm. just like, what the hell? Talk about an enemy of progress. So it's about this lady who has written this article based on her life and her marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, she was married for 35 years. Mm-hmm. She's now in her 50s, her and well, her she, husband. She has been married. Yeah, she's she still has, married. Yeah, right? she's still married even now. Her and her, her and her husband are in their 50s. And basically the article is about her accepting the fact that her husband had cheated on her throughout the entire time of the 35 years that they were together and how she pretty much accepted the cheating. And when I say accepted, I mean accepted it in a way that is not like, oh, my husband's cheating, so I'm just kind of chilling, chilling with that. She kind of accepted it in the way that I felt when reading the article, it was more about her kind of getting, you know, one-upmanship on the other women. Mm. Because she kind of mentions that, oh, you know, at the end of it, you know, none of these women were able to kind of like hold him down or be with him, which I knew they wouldn't be. And I got him in the end like that. She saw that as her prize. Mm. Like this is a man that cheated on her with one of her friends at an event. I think one of her was a christening. Mm. She said, you know, she went upstairs to go and change her, her, her child's clothing. And she, she saw them, her and her, you know, her friends and her husband basically having it away. They didn't even know that she was there. So this woman's happily just kind of, I not even happily, that's the wrong word because like I said, the whole the whole article, because see she was miserable, mm. but she just part with it. So it's like once again, we have another woman, because to me this story is as much as it's outrageous, it's not uncom- uncommon, uncommon. There are so many women that I know yeah. that are prepared to just put up with kind of, that behavior yeah. for for reasons one being they don't want they have a, a fear of being alone like mm. you know living and dying alone not having any kids not having in, you know any kind of relationship whatsoever mm. two how the outside world kind of sees them like if I don't snag a man, if I don't snag husband and kids, that means I'm an unaccomplished woman. I'm yeah. not a woman at all yeah. because I've not been able to do that. Mm. Um, the third thing, um, again, other women, mm. I think they're very concerned about, you know, beating the other woman. Like mm. this other woman who has a relationship with my man, I have to make sure that I do everything. Mm. I need to make sure I look good. I need to make sure I smell good. I need to mm. do, 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 do. So even, you know, because one day he might come to his senses and he'll end up with me anyway. That's all I got out of this this article. Mm. Um, and somebody made a shout out to Kalechi because she was tweeting about it. She's like, never me, which obviously we know. Mm. Um, but she, um, there's somebody who follows her and they left the point that, you know, the woman actually sounded quite conniving. And I was, I thought about it. I was like, actually she did because she did a lot of things that was kind of quite sneaky. Like she had to be sneaky so that she didn't alarm him so much to the point where letting him know that to the she extent knew that I know, I know, mm. even though I'm sure the man knows that she knows, but you know, when you, you and your partner come to that realization of truth mm. and truth hurts. So it's like, let's not say anything. Let's just keep this, this shit rolling. So you do have to be slightly sneaky with that behavior to make him not feel like I know the shit that you're doing. Mm. Yeah, I don't want you to feel a way. Just carry on as normal. Like this false pretense. Mm. That is all I got out of this. Yeah, I feel, but do you, don't you feel like, I think all your points are actually spot on because don't you feel that we, we 
some, well, sometimes, let me start again. I feel as though we are in a time where there is seen to be that much social capital in having a man mm. that women will, some women will put up with a lot from men just so that they can say either I'm married or I have a man. That's weird. And I feel as though some of, some of the reasons for that can be cultural. So, for example, in some, in some cultures, in some African cultures, in some Asian cultures, um, if you're not married by a certain time, it's like, oh, what's wrong with you? This is, yeah. this is a, this is a, this is a fail, mm -hmm. you know? And in, in kind of common kind of social culture, you often see people citing, um, like marriage or, you know, stuff like that as, as almost like a, um, what's that word? It's late, so my brain slowed down. As an achievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so it. rather than actually just being a personal thing that's happened, mm. and it's great, much like, you know, having a baby or whatever, it's actually lauded as, like, yeah. This the is, top of the top. Yeah, this is an achievement. And this kind of sets you maybe apart from, like, other women. Mm. So I feel as though those kind of... Um, factors lead to some women who are maybe of that mind when they are in relationships which are perhaps no good for them and obviously no good for them yeah still deciding that it's better still to be in it than to be single yeah yeah to be single in the face of their family and have to answer to their family or to be single in the face of maybe their friends who may be all married to then have to answer to their not answer to but like maybe feel some kind of odd way, odd one out in front of their friends mm. or their friendship group, or just feeling as though they've lost some level of social standing because they don't have a man. So they'd literally rather put up with a cheating man mm. than no, man, no at man at all. That's so sad. But I, I really do feel as though we are in a time where that is that 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 does happen. But I also feel as though, um, you know, I don't want anyone to kind of send shots for me <laughs> when I make this statement. But in a way, I kind of do feel as though sometimes in a way it's kind of women's fault as well. Yeah, I would agree with yeah, that. Yeah, because I, I feel as though, yeah, I feel as though we've we've put that on us. Yeah, and put men on a pedestal because I, I don't know. Ace, I know that you're the only man in the room, but <laughs> like, is there this same thing whereby in kind of like men, men groups and kind of like men's world, if you, if you're single, it's kind of almost like being less than, or is it just, you're just single? No, I don't think it's as bad for men than it is for women. Yeah, I feel, I feel like if guys are just single, they're single. Mm. And if guys then are married or they have a partner or whatever, then they do. When men get to a certain age though, right. if they're single, they're looked upon as yeah. way. Yeah. Like it's, but is it a social it's failure low, type thing? It's or is, higher for men than it is for women. 
yeah mm. the age that age the where age those looks so like come. if you get to like 40 you're not married or have kids yet it's mm. like what's wrong with you but if you're like in your 20s it's like oh whatever no biggie right whereas i remember like you know when i like probably my early 20s that like, i'm still i was being asked oh so when are you gonna have kids when, and i'm mm. like wait i just finished uni and maybe like you know, just like, I'm still young. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? So mm. from even that kind of age, yeah, you get asked. Yeah. But I, I don't... And it's funny that you should yeah. actually say when men are in their 40s, because I'm not lying. And I've, I, I used to have this joke with some of my guy friends as well. <laughs> one in particular. If he's listening to this, he'll know. And I'm sure he'll fall about laughing. Because we used to talk about in... Most especially like in Nigerian culture. Yeah. And... Oftentimes in Ibo culture, guys can get married well late. Mm. So we were talking about someone who said, eh, he's a young man. He's just 40. <laughs> what? When it, right. When they were talking about, oh, he's not married. And then the, the response was, yeah, he's a young man. He's just 40. If that is yeah. a woman, they'll be like, what's ah, wrong with her? Her ex, she's got I'm any not sure. Left. Yeah. This one. But she's past it. Like, but for it was like literally like, mm. what are you talking? He's a young man. He's just 40. We wow. were laughing so hard. <laughs> but that's that's so it's even it's even funny that you say, you know, um, men in their 40s, because I think even way mm. into their 40s, mm. they can still justify whether they justify it off the back of, you know, I'm still building my empire yeah. or, you know, I haven't found the one. Mm. If the, I think a response like that can shut down the critics. Whereas with women, if a woman was to say, I'm still building my empire, people would start, people will start talking about, like, as you said, eggs, reproduction. Mm. Oh, you might get past, oh, you're not young anymore. All of this kind of stuff. Whereas I think men can quite easily shut down the, 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 the noise surrounding it. I think with women, when you, when we start speaking like that, saying, oh, you know, I'm trying to, do I'm trying to do things with my life like mm. that no nothing to do with marriage or kids is maybe career focus whatever the case may be mm. so I think a lot of the times when you have women like that I don't say that's women probably like us shares and I think uh, there are men out there some men love all of that like mm. I love to see like an independent progressive woman mm. who has her mind and not just on family life but mm. she wants to build something mm. whereas other men are really very intimidated by that and they're intimidated by it because they think that if you are this driven in your career mm. that means you're not going to have time for me like mm. they seem to think that we don't have the ability to, as I said, to multitask. Yeah, to, <laughs> we can't pat our heads and rub our bellies at the same time. Right. Because if you're spending time on that, what about me? What about my needs? And it's not necessarily about, oh, you know, what about us as a couple, as a unit? It's literally about me, me, me as the man. When are you mm. going to spend any amount of time with me? And it's like, you're coming from the singular. If you want to be with me, we're going to be a unit. Mm. So if you are, your concern was concerns are about us as a unit, mm. I fully understand that. But you're actually talking about you as yourself, whether or not I'm going to spend any time with you. Yeah. Kind of like like how how kids like 
Yeah. To me, it's very kid-like. It's like, you're not a child. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if you're trying to get in a relationship with somebody and you're trying to figure out how you're going to navigate both of your times, if you're both working, if you're both doing stuff, you've got to work that out together. But if your concern is like, yeah, but when you when are you going to be home for man and when are you going to do this for me? <laughs> do you know what I mean? All of that nonsense. I'm, I'm just hearing lots of eyes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean because there was this thing on, um, it, I, it was doing the rounds on um social media and I think um that comedian he's an American comedian Kev on stage um commented on it and it was a it was around a tweet that a guy sent out about I think it was like be the kind of woman that holds your man down till the end be the kind of woman Mm. that gets your takes your man out of the gutter be the kind of woman that plans activities so your man doesn't have to be in the street and you know many people pointed out that what this person was tweeting about was being somebody's (laughs) mum this is not what you you want to be doing with an adult size an adult age I'm not your mum you know I'm really not trying to be your wife your woman your girlfriend whatever it is like I'm not trying to like wipe your ass blow your nose you know, do all that foolishness. Like, no, like, let's, let's be a unit. Let's, let's be an actual couple rather than you trying to find um, a substitute mummy. Yeah. And I so I think as well that that may be, um, why, um, many people or many women in, in, I say, I'd say in this sort of culture at the moment are not so hell bent on, settling down quickly Mm. because unfortunately you do find and you do hear the stories and so it may only be anecdotal and empirical but I find you know you're hearing these things more and more that women find that when they are in relationships or when they when they marry actually it is it's more beneficial to the man Mm. the man then sort of takes a lot more of the support and the help and the assistance whereas women don't necessarily feel that that that's what they gain I mean they gain Mm. obviously in other ways from being in in relationships they gain the dude but I feel like I I think I read a report that men actually live longer yes so single women yeah outlive married women yeah married men outlive single single men. men Which tends Probably perhaps while they're looking for their mom, I need to stay alive. Yeah, which so tends if a woman to suggest out there that, could like- that actually um, women in women fare better being single, and it's mm. probably because you know then they, you know, maybe are more kind of self focused or inwardly focused. Because um, it doesn't necessarily mean they don't have children. Yeah, um, but it means that they don't have a big adult sized child. Exits left, <laughs> but but um, but men yeah. who um, marry then live longer than single men. So men look look as though they really do benefit from marriage, mm. and that's all. That's all fine and well and good. Mm, but I bad, do think, fine, yeah. no I do think, just going back to the point that that I was making, that I was a little bit scared to make, is that I do feel as though women have. Cr- cr- 
created or added to the scenario whereby um, men are seen as some kind of top shelf prize Mm -hmm. um, as opposed to, you know, self being, you know, and being a a kind of um, top shelf prize. And so for women Mm. being without a man then can be seen as lacking. Whereas when it's the other way around for men, it's more of that's a, that's, it's fine. Let yeah. them take them time. You know, right. they've got time on their sides. Right. Yes. But going back to the lady um, who wrote the article, mm. um, which I've now read, I'm just like, um, the sad thing is that I think whereas she thinks her conclusion in it was that she's come out on top. Mm. She hasn't taken into account herself yeah I think that she's got I think personally when I read it that she's got a really low Mm. low um low self-esteem and low love for herself Mm. because if she thinks it puts her on top her man having bonked off friends colleagues Mm. just cheating all the way through their marriage so breaking that whole bond of intimacy for years and years and years tens of years Mm. but because she's Stay there because she's still there. Mm, she's she, won. She feel like she's won. But have you really? And what guarantees what do you have that he's stopped cheating? Because you're what you're fifty years old and you feel like he ain't got the energy anymore. Do you know how much fifty year old, sixty year old, seventy year old man out there right now cheating on their partners? And the thing is, but what is the prize? Even if he did stop, yeah. even if he's like, right, that's it. He hangs up his bonking boots. What's the prize? <laughs> I don't understand. What is the, is it from now on? Mm. That, so when you, all the lies that he's probably told in the past to cover his tracks, all the deceitful behavior when you're looking at him, you know what he did that time at your charge christening. Meanwhile, he's come out of the room and just acting like nothing's happened. Mm. So in all, in all your relationship that, which has been built on somebody who's just been being a, a, a liar. I mean, what, what is the prize yeah. after after 20, 30 years? What, that he's now going to suddenly be a different, like, no, nah, honey. Not be any, the wickedest thing is if, it, if, you know, after this is if he decides he's going to leave her because the, wow. at one point in the article, she did say there was this one woman who she thought he was going to come very close to leaving her for this mm. other woman. Mm. And I, I just, I just... This woman, I think she's just just clouded her mind so much that she feels like, okay, at this stage in our lives, there is no possible way. And I'm just like, you're looking, I feel like- No possible way of what? No that he would leave? No that he's going to leave her for wow. another woman. I think that is her major fear. Just the rejection of everything. I think more mm. the rejection than maybe like him leaving. Because mm. I think it could be any man. What do you mean? Like- Let's say anyone could treat her. Yeah, 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 pretty much. And for whatever reason, she's put a lot of stock into this. Obviously, it's her husband, so she's going to do that. Mm. But there is more care for this man, as you said, than Than herself. And this man who's just done you dirty for 35 whole years. Literally dirty. He doesn't respect you. He doesn't love you. I just think... He's probably just around you because he knows that you're a sure thing and you're not you're not going anywhere. Yeah. So he's gonna But stay. if he should ever decide to, that's it. He'd go in a heartbeat. And I bet if she decided to cheat one day 
and she did it one time, he'd be gone. <laughs> he would be gone. That may even be the trigger that he would yeah, looking he, for to be able right. to say, because a certain amount of guilt mm. might keep him with her. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. He might look at her and think, oh, after all I've put her through, I can't leave her on top of it. No, you know? I wouldn't be surprised. Some men are so trashy that they just think. <laughs> trashy. No, if, if a woman never cheated, but if I cheat, you know. Right. Because we're expected to. Did you watch that? Um, K. Michelle did an interview very recently I don't watch where she, um, it was, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was just like a soundbite of her mm. saying that um, she thinks that men inherently aren't good people because. I think um, I heard, I think I, did, did anyone write about it? Did some kind of. Possibly, I, yeah. I don't know. But what she, and initially when I heard that, I was like, oh a bit of a strong strong thing statement to say but what she was actually saying is she was talking about in relation to cheating mm. it's like i don't understand how you can be a good person you beat you're with somebody mm. and you you're knowingly cheating on them mm. you know it's it's just morally wrong on every level yeah but yet your expectation is that that woman is supposed to forgive you mm. like why is that place on, on women on women so much me as a woman, if I decided to do that to my man, he is going to drop me mm. like you wouldn't believe. And I'll be all kind of garden tools and mm. what have you. Yeah, I'm, I think someone, one of these kind of Insta blog pages kind of wrote about it yeah. to discuss it. And I, I actually think that, um, I don't think it's right. I, I don't think it's correct in terms of... The generalisation of no, saying no, that No, no, no. I don't think not. it's literally biologically mm. they're not good people but I feel as though again it becomes a cultural thing mm. and when you think about what culture is you know like you talk about hip-hop culture yeah you think that it you know it derived from a particular movement and then it spread its tentacles mm. into like graph and then it, you know, into music mm. and then into the style of dress and mm. all that sort of stuff, right? So that's how, that's culture, that's how yeah. it spreads. And then people get involved in it. I also think that cheating is cultural. Not on a, I'm not talking about racial. I'm not talking about anything like that. I'm talking about from a societal point of view. I think it's not, not cheating itself, but... Um, um the the almost like the 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 rules of it if if that if that's not laden with too much irony right. the fact that men there is this school of thought where if a man does it it's almost in some cases you might hear people say oh men will be men oh it didn't mean anything oh it's just it doesn't mean as much when a guy does it i think those that's a that's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah. Like we've created that as a construct. Whereas, you know, for women, like you said, and, and, and given in that example, if that woman in that relationship that we'd read about in the article had gone out and cheated, mm. you know, her man would perhaps drop her like a hot potato because that is completely not in the rule book, the so-called rule book yeah. that's been written, you know? It so something, like it means something more. Yeah, when a woman but I feel I feel that's all wrong based wrong, on it's basically but it's based on patriarchy. So it's the culture of patriarchy. It's the culture of of um possessing women. 
So you can do with your possessions as you want, but your possessions aren't supposed to have their own free agency and free autonomy to do what they want. So it all kind of goes back to that. So I feel as though... I kind of get what she's saying. I don't agree with it. It's not as if they've got, you know, they're born and then they're, you know, predisposed, mm. like guys are born and then they're predisposed to cheat. I think that was taught to their... Through the, messages, to, yeah. through the messages that they come up with mm. in society. Whereas I think if we lived in, you know, a society where it was seen as a taboo, imagine if, um, if, if, Uh, cheating whether you're in uh, an actual marriage or just in you know a so-called committed relationship was actually taboo not because it's not taboo Mm. that's the problem it's not taboo it's like oh damn that's that's wrong that's not nice that's you know that's against your vows but it's not taboo Mm. when you think about what taboo actually is and what are you know perhaps the last remaining taboos Cheating's not taboo. Stealing's not taboo yeah. anymore. Yeah, it's become a normalised... Yeah. It's like when I, so I remember sad. when, when um, you know, I was, a, I was a lot younger in my career and I there used to be this, there was this spate, there was a time where I remember there was loads of um, um, street robberies. Mm. Street robberies were being committed, you know, by young kids going up to other kids. And it's not really about the theft, actually. It's about the the power that you yeah, wield yeah, yeah. over your victim and bully them and take their stuff and hit them to take their stuff and all the rest of it. But I used to say to some of my clients, because, you know, I'm just, I always have conversations, especially <laughs> with the ones that, you know, you've got a little bit of time for and, mm. you, you know, you're not even embarrassed, though. Like, what do your parents think? Of, like the young ones, you know, when you just want to tackle, what do your parents think about this? You stole something. Put yeah. aside, it's robbery. So there's the, the violent yeah, yeah, side yeah. of it. So I'm just talking about you. You've got a parent. Mm. You've even got a phone. Yeah. You went to go and steal something. Like it, it was for me, mm. I still didn't understand where people didn't, didn't think of it as taboo. Theft. Mm. Petty, petty, <laughs> petty, mm. petty theft. Just take it from man, isn't it? It's all right. No, but can you, could you, can you see back yeah. in the day, you would think that's low grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's low grade. When you think of a petty thief, mm. it's low grade. What are you doing? What do they say when you ask them? Are yeah, they like, well, no, man, it's not really like that. It's because it wasn't yeah, really about yeah. the theft. It wasn't actually about the item that was taken. Mm, it often wasn't that. Having it was, a bit of power over it somebody. It was, yeah, unfortunately. It was it, exerting that power over, you know, people who are your peers and wanting to kind of have that power and that status. And it's it, it feeds into all other things. But it's just like, when it used to be that, like, like I, I used to honestly just say, isn't it even a little bit embarrassing? You made a schoolboy turn out their, their 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 pockets, and you took their oyster card, mm. and now we're here dealing with it as a robbery. Mm. Like honestly, come on, let's think about Fix what up. is what is it yeah, you really yeah. want to have <laughs> behind your name? <laughs> I stole somebody's oyster card. Right, that's an achievement. It's well just done. it was so low grade. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't with it. <laughs> I wasn't with it. I let my clients know this ain't it, chief. <laughs> so. I just feel as though, but, but I think I think I brought that up to say that 
that became a thing. Mm. Like loads of people were doing it. Loads of youngsters were doing it. And it was, it was horrible as well because they didn't, I'm sure they didn't realise at the time how serious an offence it was. In their minds, it might be, oh, I'm just bullying this neek. Oh, I'm just taking his, just going to take man's phone and just whatever. But actually, then suddenly you find yourself in the youth court. Or you find yeah, yourself, yeah. you know, before crown court. And then, then all of a sudden you start going through sentencing guidelines. It's like, oh no, actually you can get years in in detention for this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's not just it's not just oh yeah, man's just just joking in it all. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But what the, the, I I bring up that scenario because it it spread as almost a subculture. It was something that happened, and it was something that was. It, it grew, it became something that happened in like all parts of London, but within a kind of specific um, demographic, mm. if you like, of like young, young, I can't even say boys because I remember there were, I had um, female clients as well. But I think that was an example of how something, almost like a, not a habit, but like a, a thing can become a culture. Yeah, yeah. And going, but that's what I think um, cheating has become. Mm. It, it's yeah. it's almost like, it's so commonplace as well that whilst it, like I said, it's wrong, it wasn't seen as taboo. Yeah. Just like those, those like, thefts, it was like, wrong, like, but it wasn't taboo. I think with the cheating thing, especially in regards to men, and I think this is a point that maybe Kamish was trying to make, is that men don't really get reprimanded for it. Yeah. Which is why it can easily fall into like a cultural practice. Yeah. Because there's no there's no consequence. Well, there even, is. Even but- amongst themselves, I don't get the impression, and this is no disrespect to men, I just, you know, I, I don't know, and I might be wrong, but I don't get the impression that if, for example, there's a group of guys and they've all got partners mm. but maybe you know on a night out one might stray one of that group in front of his guy friends might stray yeah, yeah. I don't get the impression that that he's gonna be thinking that he's or that his guy friends will pull him up or be like what the <laughs> the hell are you or like he will be, yeah. I don't even know if it will be a shock it no. will just be mm. a bit like either kind of ignored he can do what he wants mm. or kind of maybe even nudge nudge encourage oh Mm-mm. really you're gonna go and smash boy okay mm. do you see what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah so if their boys aren't pulling him up then it's fine isn't it Where, who it's is fair. whereas i still feel as though can you imagine a group of girlfriends and mm. each knows that each has got a partner and then one girl's just like, oh yeah, I saw this guy. I think I'm going to... Mm. It'd be like, the, f- what are you the fuck you mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's... What? It's, it's different. but I, And I know that that is still tied mm. to other things. Because mm. women will look at... if if Like, all right, if we... If there is a group of women, one woman decided that she was going to go and sleep with her next man that she just met, even though we all know as a group of girls that she's got a partner. I think, obviously, as women, we know that we're going to be judging that girl. Whereas mm. I think within groups of men mm. if they know that one of their male friends is going to go out and cheat on their partner there's no judgment there they that's what it feels like yeah, yeah that's what i'm thinking so which is why probably girls are less likely to do that whereas men can just yeah it's yeah just can fine. do it and because none, none of my peers 
are going to be looking at me funny because mm. it's a normalized thing amongst yeah, men. And that's culture. Oh my God, that's so. Oh. That's the problem. Makes me feel icky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but itch. <laughs> this woman, like, if you're if you're reading this, and if you're one of those women who are so ha- kind of had their rose tinted glasses on about marriage, first of all, I feel like those kind of women tend to have a rose tinted view about marriage just being about the day. They don't actually understand the full concept of actually being with someone in a committed relationship for a long mm. period for the rest of your But maybe your they life. haven't seen it, you know? Or maybe what they've seen maybe they've seen um maybe they've seen grown up in a household where um their dad knowingly stepped mm. out on their mom or it was kind of hidden but known yeah you know there might be other there might be you know other brothers and sisters parked away somewhere and so then in their relationships when that happens you know is it does it enter their head that Mm. it's like or maybe they just thought well I'm never going to be in a relationship like that of my mum and my dad Mm. so I'm going to make sure that when I get married da 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 you know, and obviously you can't predict these things. If your man's mm. going to cheat, is going to cheat, whether or not mm. it happens in your parents' marriage or not. Mm. But you do get some people who are like so adamant. Mm. And that's also another reason why some women stay because they had it in, had it while they were growing up. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. it doesn't enter their mind that it's something, it's something unusual or something. It, it doesn't, it, maybe it doesn't sit with them as a deal breaker. Maybe it is like they think, well, this is, this is um, life. Mm. So when you're going back to what you were saying about um, there may be some women who only think about the goal of being married. So they've planned that day, yeah. but for the rest of it, it that hasn't it's really like, been mapped oh. out. So they haven't set mm. in their own mind, maybe their standards, their levels, um, understanding what they will tolerate, understanding what is intolerable for them and Mm -hmm. what should be intolerable for them so that it doesn't continue to get passed on you know there's all those kind of considerations and it reminds me actually just to sort of um go off on a different it's kind of like the same same um subject but perhaps a different direction i remember reading something i was telling one of my friends about this this week i was reminding her about this thing that i read because it was it was germane to the advice i was giving her um but that, so somebody posted on Facebook the story of a woman who, I believe, I think she came home and in some way found her partner or her husband, I think it was just a partner, cheating. Mm. I don't know whether she saw it actively happening or something happened. Where she clocked on. Where yeah. she, she cottoned on. So what she did was, I think she she just, she left the house, like mm. she, I think she went back out for for argument's sake and then I think waited for her partner to be out. Mm -hmm. She packed her stuff. She left. She moved to another state and she changed her phone number. Mm. And that was it. Wow. And the the write-up was, the the punchline of the write-up or what the write-up was getting at was she didn't give an opportunity for the chit chat, the mm. I'm Baby, sorry, please. then the begging forgive stage, me. then, 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 yeah, mm. what you just said, forgive me. Cause you know where forgive me then places the burden. Mm. It's back to you, mate. Mm-mm. It's 
serving back to you, mate. <laughs> Forgive me. Then, then it, now all of a sudden you got a yeah, grapple. Yeah. You've done nothing wrong, but you've now got a grapple with the enormity of the relationship. Do I save it? Do I throw it away? Hold on, mate. That act already happened. Yeah. That's what the person was saying. That act has already happened. And she just saved herself from somebody giving her a burden that wasn't hers to carry. Mm. And when I read it, I was like, whoa, mm. that's kind of poignant. Because a lot of the time, something will happen. And this is even inside of relationships, outside of relationships, in any kind of scenario where a line is crossed, right? But you still end up doing the long talking about it. What are you doing the long talking? Mm. When you set that line. Yeah, there's nothing to say. You've you done set what that you've line. Done. So, you know, and it's so, to me, let me tell you something. That lesson is impactful, you know, mm. because trust me, in this year alone, I've done movements like that. Not in, in the space of an intimate relationship, but even in scenarios of, oh, I told you a friendship. Mm, mm. I've told you about this thing I don't like. Mm, I've told mm. you that it's really, mm, it's, it's, and then it becomes a gaslighting issue. Yeah. I've told you this time. I've told you a third time. I'm not telling you a fourth time. Because mm. uh, now I realise that even when I'm telling you that that's my line, yeah. that's my trigger, you're going to cross it. Mm. Then it puts the burden on me. Mm. I've got to bite my lip. I've got to behave. I can't while out. I can't gang back. Yeah. What's the point? Then you just say, all right, cool. Deuces. And it seems cold, but often I think that we create a problem for ourselves. And this is how we've now created this dynamic of cheating not being taboo because we've allowed sorry to then pass the burden yeah. and then the woman has to grapple with it. The woman has to now grapple with, in your yeah, why did this happen? Yeah. Is it me? What wasn't I doing right? Da, 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 da. See, all of that would make me so angry because it's like... It does make I'm you angry. I'm now questioning myself in regards to your actions. Yeah, it's madness. And it's like, that's a horrible feeling when you're like second guessing yourself. It's and a Jedi mind trick, I'm thinking telling you. to yourself, what could I have done differently to stop this person from acting the way that he yeah. did? That whereas yeah. that's what i'm saying whereas the the sole burden responsibility responsibility and accountability is with that act not happening in the first place yeah so once it's happened where we at <laughs> what are we doing <laughs> anyway do you understand what i mean so it's, it's, it's that yeah. came to mind just as a um I guess as a as a footer or a footnote to what we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So um, let's go on to a brighter subject. Do we have any brighter subjects? Yeah, let's talk about basketball wives. Whoop do! Oh my god, <laughs> we haven't actually spoken about. We haven't really done any TV a reality TV rundown for a while. But this no, we but last week we t oh yeah, but that's not did, reality. We, yeah, TV. that was top, that was like the Top Boy um, episode, yeah. but. Um, yeah, we haven't really done... What, what's been on? That's been on. Power's been on. Power's stupid. I can't, Power's get, into, just getting I can't get into power. Um, I'm only watching it just to wait for Tariq to get his ass bust. That's the only I reason. I don't think it's going to happen, the you know. They should have kicked... 
they sh- give him a good old fashioned beating. That's I'm not saying it's going to resol- resolve anything. It's not. But it would help the viewer. But it would help me <laughs> feel a lot better about certain things. So Can I'm I like, just this, say this, this, one this... comment that I do want to make <sighs> about power because I have been watching it. But I noticed that when my like Lee was saying yeah. um, last week. <laughs> He's just watching it now just to get through it. Yeah. And that's like me. I started on this road. Let me finish the journey at it's least. Like, oh God, let me let's And just, also yeah. you you know when you're when you're losing interest is like when you kind of have it on just as background. Mm. So it's on, but you're not like you're not sitting back, yeah. getting a little drink, getting some popcorn. It's not that. Not even it's the just, sex scenes on. are holding me now. Normally the sex scenes used to be like, oh, wow. Do you remember one? Yeah, were... that's not even. I'm just like, all right, on to the next. <laughs> right. But one thing that really, I just thought, oh, you know, when you just roll your eyes mm. so hard. So, um, you know, the lawyer, Proctor. <laughs> so he's obviously dead now. Tommy's mm. killed him. But oh, when man. Tommy was thing, when Tommy was battering through the door, Tell me why Proctor just wasted his last three or four bullets just shooting like that. Pyong, pyong. I was thinking, save them till you see his face come out the corner. What? Even I know that. I don't know how to shoot a gun. But I know that. And then he's just, he wastes his last bullets. Yeah. Tommy's in there. You know he's got a bloody automatic rifle. You're shooting your last few bullets and then going, mm. shit, didn't you think I it was going to run out? I just, I just, it was annoying. Do you know what else made me laugh? You know, there's this, this, always oh, like some gangsters trying to blackmail Tasha because she's opened up some nursery. Yeah, but was gonna... he, was he, was he connected in some way to Q, Quinton, the one that she started kissing and taking know, off his actually. shirt? I don't think they revealed that because the two of them just turned up turned out of nowhere. nowhere. <laughs> I'm just like, well, what's going on here? So maybe they're going to try and connect them later on in mm. other, um, later episodes. But I thought it was weird. I'm like, given all the bad man that you know, I'm like, are you threatening? Blip, 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 Tommy. You, listen. Standards. Standards. Almost There's no way I'm going to know some kind of nutcase like my, Tommy. You think my ex-husband is ghost and you're going to come <laughs> on my doorstep talking about I need to give you money. Are you mad? That's, that's like, okay, hold I know on. I a mad man like Tommy. <laughs> look, 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 look. Money, you say, okay, hold on, wait here. Just, just one <laughs> up here. straight away. One, one minute. I'll be on the blower. Listen, we got like, you got come now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. It's Do just, it for Rainer. But that's the thing that I don't like about um, um, power. It's now becoming incredible. Like yeah. the storylines, you had to suspend your, you know, understanding of reality anyway. But it's now just getting to the point where it's like, oh, come on, guys. <laughs> so it's actually quite good that it's 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 coming to the end. in its final series. This is what yeah. happens when you get a yodeling Trey songs. You replacing? Do you know what I feel? I feel as though Trey, they should have just let Trey songs ride out. Why? Man. I didn't feel it was that bad, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? Nobody asks for that. Nobody. I know, know is, but I just saw. What I like about a good theme song before a show. It like it sets you up. For no, the you're show. right. So it's almost like if you were watching. Um, but who watches? Who listens to the theme show? I press listen, skip, I like, skip recap no, when I it's on it. Netflix. Like, especially if I really like. The Do you song? always listen to it though? Yeah. Oh no, I don't. They say it's a big rich town. Yeah, no, that's getting fast forwarded. I used to like <laughs> do um, a different world when I used to watch that. Oh, a different worlds one was. Yeah. That's like replacing Aretha Franklin for Taylor Swift. You just don't like, say that. Why would you? No, exactly, no, don't say see? that. Can you imagine you're sitting down? There, no, that Cheryl, would really. I would. Ready, I will like, fight. Oh, no, my. 
you want to hear that? No, I'll fight. And then you're hearing, I know my parents love me. <laughs> like, You'll be like, stop. What? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, what okay, I see it. I think that's, yeah, that's, that. Just you me. shouldn't have given me that example because I feel angry now. <laughs> you don't remember I said I didn't mind the trait. I was, I was saying it on the phone to you. I don't mind it. Why is everyone upset? This just the, in. Just the example you've given me has upset me. <laughs> I know it hasn't happened, but I'm upset. <laughs> it's just kind of all about like, what's it, different, oh, different strokes. Like, now the world don't move yeah, yeah, yeah. to the beat of just one stroke. Yeah, but we didn't have a thing. We didn't have a choice on that to like fast forward it. So we had to listen to those yeah. theme shots. Why are you fun? Different strokes. No, you're things. right. So just imagine like a different voice. Like, what is this? And I used to like Night Rider. Ding, 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 yeah, but ding, you know ding, ding. what? As well, I feel like because this is the last series, yeah. they should have just. just I wouldn't have. It. Yeah, I, no, they should have either just left it. Yeah. But then once they've changed it, just I, wouldn't have, it. I wouldn't have changed back. I would not have bowed to pressure like that. It just looks somehow. But I think it was a lot though, because people were like, yeah, people were going were mad about it, and like little videos about it. Fifty is a really little, he's a little shit because the way he was responding was actually funny because he was like literally trying to put the onus on Trey Songs when it's like, well, no, you're the person that gives the green light. You listen mm. to it. And then you say whether or not you like it. And then you make the decision as to whether or not it's going to go on or mm. not. I thought it was going to, I thought it was maybe, I was wondering if there was some kind of financial dispute between he and Joe that made him change it or something. That. But I so. no, I don't think it is now yeah. he's brought it back. I think he just sort of fancied the change, but yeah, miscalculated yeah, yeah. <laughs> the way people have loved it. Like it. Yeah. I don't know how he could have done because I think part of, one of Power's things is that it's people really song. did like the theme song. Yeah. So, I don't know. But I guess with the storylines going on, how would they have expressed that? So he probably, maybe it yeah. went to the back of his mind and then when it's changed, everyone's like, yeah. ah. As soon as, he died, as soon as Kanan died, that's when things just went tits up. I'm glad Kanan died though. <laughs> anyway, let's go back to um, um, basketball, basketball Wives. wives. All right, hurry up Let's beat, call it Hypocrite Wives. It. Oh my God. Hypocrite, just, not even wives. I can't even... Hypocrite girls. Okay, so where are we right now on this? This is like the penultimate episode, isn't it? Oh, is it? I think so. Good. That the one that all the clips that I sent you today, yeah, this is the last one, and then they'll probably have a reunion. Which apparently I heard that they had OG's been banned for OG. No, she weren't banned. They had her in a different room altogether. Why? Can you see that? that? Can you see really that? Do, Upon all the shouting, season, and I've really tried not to do the whole. It's colorism thing, but I think there's a lot of colorism going on in there because I'm like, you're here literally calling OG aggressive and, you know, angry and all of these stereotypes. But yet we've had Evelyn, we've had Tammy, we've had all of the women from flying over tables, punching people in their faces, flinging drinks left, right and centre. Threatening people left, right and centre as well. And the minute OG is actually, as far as I'm concerned, she's been defending herself and defending herself well. And she's just like, I'm not going to let you lot treat me like some any girl on the road like you've treated other women who've come and that since yes. gone that's exactly yeah. what she's shown them I've and watched she's, the other she's series she's letting you, you know, know like you're not gonna have uh, me we don't up. play that in Nigeria I, yeah, I beg no 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 I beg like <laughs> we don't. you gotta know about her clothes which I will admit have been hilarious just not great but you know what that's, but even so it's that's like her. look at Kristen Kristen's basic as fuck much 
too too much Way it's too like much. too much and you're doing it with somebody who has the the verbal capacity and the physical ca- capacity it was seems to knock everybody out so yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't understand it at all and that's what they can't i think that's the bit they that can't they take can't it because they're so used to other people folding yeah under under their bullying tactics whereas og's not having it i have so much respect for her i'm like do your thing, OG. Yep. And that's that's actually exactly what it is. Mm. They are so used to people folding because have you watched this, this, yeah. this episode? Yeah, I watched this but, episode but like my you, eyes were notice, like popping didn't out. Didn't you notice? So Cece finds her backbone, mm. but it's not so much that Cece found her backbone. It's that the morning after, mm. the night before, they all recognised that something different had happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they didn't like it. yeah. Evelyn especially mm. didn't like it. And I think that goes to show that if let's make it relatable for even people who haven't watched this program. The fact is that, and it's been said many a time when people pick on people, mm. they're doing it for a reason. Mm-mm. It's because they see you as the weaker the weak one link, yeah. that they think they can run and mm. slap those chops all the time going on, going on and going on. And then now that this so-called weakling has bitten back, mm. they were all shocked. Really shocked. Yeah, they were shocked. Always look out for the quiet ones. It's them, and I, I respect Cece as well because I feel like she was really trying not to expose family business. Whereas, because mm-hmm. Kristen kept going on and on and on about Byron not talking to her, blah blah blah. When it was re- revealed the reason as to why he wasn't talking to her, it was like, this is your fault. It's nothing to do with Cece. Exactly. And if you're concerned about it, apparently they live just down the road from each other. Why don't you arrange a meeting mm-hmm. or a drink or a talk or something that so you can speak to him personally rather than coming at his wife? Mm-hmm. She's and got nothing you, to do with her. Have you noticed that it's now moved from, like Kristen said today in, in the episode that I watched today, that I resent Cece for not, almost like for not helping me rectify the scenario. Oh Wait a minute, but you came talking out of your neck, talking about, you don't come to see my yeah, child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's on you, boo. Yeah, yeah. So again, making Live it relatable down for other the people. Road. Take your child there if you want if you want them to see him. The main fact is accountability. Yeah. Be accountable for what you, you've come on this program and you've started. Mm-hmm. That's the bit that I don't like. When people start some scenario look I've always said and I you know I tell myself it all the time as well Cheryl you see if you even start this you know if you know that you're going to say something that's going to start something because the decision is do I want to get this off my chest because then it's going to start something or can I just hold it Mm, mm, mm. and just say you know what I can't even be bothered because you know if you say it you got to now stand firm in it. Mm. And that's what I think has not been happening. People have been saying stuff wildly, but not standing firm in it. Listen, if you're going to start some mess and accuse someone of this, then you've got to take it all the way to, to, to end game. Mm-mm. Where do you think it's going to go? Of course, people are going to be offended. <laughs> do you know you, what I mean? What do you think about the new girl, Phoebe? <laughs> Her and Jackie are like knocking. Let me be it's honest like, with you. Where does she come from? Phoebe is being empowered by all these stupid yeah. women around her because Phoebe couldn't exist in a real life mm-hmm. scenario. 
Maybe it's because America's litigious that nobody has has actually smacked her straight in her mouth. She's just rude for no reason. I don't understand. I just didn't understand where where you coming from with this. I don't like. It's because now Phoebe again making it relatable for other people who will understand this scenario. You see, if you and I are together Mm. and I've I've actually seen this dynamic I've seen this dynamic quite recently in a group scenario where you've got a group of friends yeah okay and if you keep talking down to say somebody like you just treat them anyhow when you talk to them you talk to them you sort of sun them when you Mm. talk to them that kind of stuff it's not only is it like wrong and rude and disrespectful, but what I noticed in the scenario that I'm, I'm even thinking about is that it gave others the energy to mm. now talk to that person. In the same way. Like she's mm. just some my girl. And I'm watching it and I'm like, that's wrong. Mm. That's wrong. That's wrong on this person's behalf for talking to their friend in that way. That's now giving that energy that makes... This person is even more wrong. Don't try and use that energy. You don't even know this girl from mm-hmm. anywhere. That's what Phoebe's done. Phoebe's watched how they've kind of, they kind of like, even when they like Jackie, yeah. they still, it's almost like a, um, it's almost like a, not a disrespectful like, but it's almost like a, they don't really take her as an equal. Mm-mm. Do you see what I'm saying? So there's been, and you can tell there've been nudge nudges and comments, which has enabled Phoebe to make jokes such as Jackie's old as yeah, hell. Yeah. Jackie's got an old face. Jackie's, she wouldn't be, how could this new girl that's come to this program start saying that about one of the OGs if those that were really Jackie's friends? Yeah, That's yeah. just like someone coming on the like, podcast now. Yeah, yeah, we like, invite someone on the podcast. Next minute, she's just cussing you to, mm. are you, are you, is this? <laughs> Am I? <laughs> it just shows they're not really friends anyway. No, and it shows yeah. that I've, that means in some way, aren't you going to notice that I must have mm. given that person a green light to be able to behave like that? How have I not? How are they going to know that the, 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 the dynamic is between the two of yeah. us that they can speak about you like that? They're only going to know if I've green lit it. Whether it's in your presence or not, I've in some way shown them, yeah, you could talk about love like anything and I'm not going to say anything. That's why Phoebe's behaving like that because they have shown her, yeah, you can talk to Jackie like that. Because Jackie's so integral, Mm. integral to the program and she's been with them, as I said, one of the the founding members. Phoebe should never Never. be able to do that. They should even just out of respect for, one, Jackie's not your age mate. Mm. Even though you're saying it in a rude way, Jackie's not your age mate. You're not even in her pay grade. Mm. You can't be because you've just come. How can you be on there talking to someone like that? It's not possible. And none of them told you, oh, Phoebe, just stop it. it. Down. I blame Shawnee. Of course. I feel like she's the biggest instigator she out is. of everyone. This, this fence straddling thing that she's doing. She's a doing, hypocrite. Biggest hypocrite. Like, no, you're a hypocrite, my friend. Biggest hypocrite. Absolute hypocrite. So that's okay. So that's good. That's winding down. It's going to be mm. quite interesting to. Um, I want to see the reunion. That's yeah. going to be interesting, particularly Ditto. if they've got OG in a different room. Mm. And then I'm glad Tammy's left because I think if she was around when all of this this last episode was popping off, mm. I think it. 
I feel like Tammy's always struggling to get away from that whole, I want to fight, fight, fight everyone. Mm. I remember watching, she had a spin-off show where she had her daughters. Her daughters are lovely. They're mm. really nice girls. I think one of them is a rapper called Jazz and the other one, I think she's trying to get into modeling. Mm. So there was an episode where they showed her kind of talking about the fact that some of her her daughters have missed out on certain opportunities because of the way that she's behaved on the show. On TV. So she was really like proper upset mm. about it. And it's like, I think she's now in a space where she's obviously doing her, her bonnet chronicles, which I love watching. They're so funny. Mm. And I'm like, this is the side of Tammy that I want to see. I don't want to see the side of her where it's easy for her to turn around and be the bully because mm. When her mouth, as you can, as you know, when her mouth gets going, mm. if somebody pisses her off on the wrong day, that is it. Mm. It's like she sees red and she just goes for them. Mm. So I'm glad that she left when she did. I feel like she's probably found her little niche now. She's like, I don't want to do this show anymore. And I think I'm like, do you know what? I think you've done the right thing. Mm. Just, just go. Because if you were in the scenario of what I watched yesterday. It would kick off kick up you go back to square one again what mm. is the point like you're supposed to be doing these shows to kind of elevate yourself and put you on a certain level to make you go to wherever it is you want to want to go and then you can sustain a career mm. or whatever that whatever it is would but, you think would you um would you do reality tv nah. and if so what sort of show would you do if I did, I would want to do something where I would be able to learn a skill. Mm. So if I was approached or if I had the opportunity, I would like to do something like Strictly because you get to learn all the, you know, different dances and stuff like that. That's mm. definitely learning a skill. Um, oh my God. I have to tell you this off air, but I was approached to do a particular show, which is quite physical, which I mm. would never, ever, ever do. Not with these knees and this these hips, but if I was at least 20 years younger. You would have done it. I would have done it just mm. to kind of test myself. I don't know if you get a prize at the end of this particular show or anything mm. like that, but that would be for me just to see. Mm. So things where I could learn stuff, it wouldn't be like I'm a celebrity. I'm not eating kangaroo balls mm. and flipping crickets and, and lying in a coffin mm. with rats. Mm. Why? And then I would get like paid a lot, to do, but I wouldn't like to do that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do I'm a celebrity, mm. but I would like to do a... I would like to do something where there was this this um, reality program that came on years ago. I remember, I think I was watching it on T4 back in those days. Yeah. So Sunday or Saturday mornings on Channel 4. And people went away somewhere far. And I remember them being is on some kind wrecked? of remote... I don't know if it's, if it, is it this, there were two teams yeah, and then if someone came on, you have to like, you had to choose them into your team or something. But then didn't they also come off the island and go to different, they would go to different like areas and do things. Yeah. So basically the teams had to, were responsible for building their island, Mm. which was going to be the thing that would entice new arrivals to come. So when it comes, came to, <clears throat> sorry, the new arrivals picking. Mm. It was obviously based on that and based on how they got on with the But would they leave there. the island? Because then I might have mixed up two, pro- I might have added two programs leave together. Leave it to go where? Because I remember seeing um, some little mini groups yeah. then went off and they had to travel. Like there were some bits where they were maybe like, were they rock climbing? Then there were some bits where they were like in a market setting and they had to like... Oh, I don't know. I might no. have mixed up two yeah. programs. I think 
I shipwreck. definitely remember shipwreck. The two separate islands had the tigers and the sharks. Yes, and you had to decide which yeah. island you wanted to. Yeah, wanted but they to didn't eat on. disgusting food, did they? Or did they? No, not like um, I'm a celebrity. Yeah, it was more kind. I think they would allow them from time to time to go to the mainland to get supplies yeah. and stuff like that. But I think you had to do like maybe task and stuff like right. that to win. I would do that. Yeah, I would do that because. Really, even like now, I love the idea. It appeals to me more because I just feel about the idea of being away from technology. Mm. Like sometimes this yeah. thing really, <coughs> really, much. really yeah. just just pisses me off. Mm. I just feel like it would be a welcome break. But also I feel like, you know, because I can be a little bit ill. <laughs> do you know what I mean? We, I don't know how you would lost. But, that, no, but like, that's why. Yeah, but that's why yeah. I would want to do it because I know also that there's a side of me where <laughs> I do just get on with it. She was like, "Where's the five star hotel?" Place? No, no, no. But I'm, <laughs> I'm saying like yeah. I've done, I've stepped outside of that, yeah. and so I want to kind of reconnect with. Okay, let me mm. just let me just be. Do you know what I mean? So I feel like I feel like I would really enjoy that mm. because I feel like. Some of the um, the comforts that you surround yourself with at the moment, they do, they become habitual. Yeah. You know, I remember my dad, um, when we went to Nigeria for one of the first times and we went to, um, we went to the village that he was born in, that he was born and raised in, and it was like proper rural. And, you know, um, well, me and my brother loved it anyway. We like just settled in like fish to water basically and I remember things like sleeping like outside all the like the houses like forms almost like a square kind of thing I remember like sleeping outside on like these mats not to fall asleep but because like me, me and one of my aunties that I met over there she would be like talking we'd be looking out with looking at the stars mm-hmm. she'd teach me to speak Igbo things like that or how to count in it. But like, I remember she like really, we spent so much time on that first holiday and like things like going to the stream that my dad always used to say, oh, we used to have to fetch water from the street. <laughs> okay, daddy, where is the stream? <laughs> Let's see the stream that you were acting like was 10 miles away. Meanwhile, yeah. the stream is just, you know, so just stuff like that. And I, I, I just remember that um, after that holiday it may really have been years after because we were very young then but I remember after my dad um had said to me some years later that he had been scared about bringing us there really he wondered how I was gonna Gonna cope (laughs) yeah I'd be like daddy what's this what's this but he said, you know, yeah, it was remarkable. So it was remarkable. You he just to it. Yeah, he just basically said you just as soon as you got there, you just like mm. dived in. You were just, you know, and it was when I say it was proper rural, yeah. you know. So um <laughs> it was let me not say proper rural, it was just like it was it, you know, it's not London yeah, and it yeah. wasn't Lagos. Mm. It was, you know, it was the provinces and you know, there were parts of there were parts of it that were just like, wow, it's just mm. like, you know, they're just, yeah, just, I can't even think of a word. Yeah. It's probably feel a lot more relaxed as well because you're not constantly, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, I know I was too young for that anyway, mm. but it was just like, you know, it was just a different experience than, you know, what me, myself, 
and my brother is, you know, born and raised London, mm. whatever, in a certain level, just had, had been used to. Um, yeah, city mm. kids. Yeah, definitely. And mm. inner city kids mm. at that. So, but it's just, I feel as though, so I know, I know that I can get down. I know what I'm like now. I know what I'm like, but mm. I also know that I can do that. So that would, that would really appeal to me. So I would do reality TV like that. But, you know, sometimes when I watch, as I said to you, when I watch um, um, Basketball Wives or mm. any kind of show where you just see something happening that you just think, if that person just says that, or yeah. sits that then this wouldn't happen. Mm. In, so there are some shows that I wouldn't do because I don't think I would come across well because I wouldn't be able to just stand the bullshit. Mm. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to just, yep. and I wouldn't be able like, to ignore it either. Rocking back and right? forth you, in a minute now. And you know people, I'm about to pop This is the thing. Off. People that know me will be watching it like, oh my God, She's look at Cheryl. Go. Look at Cheryl. <laughs> she can't hold it back. She's going to go and tell them about this. <laughs> so I like, even little things like, um, like Big Brother. I don't yeah. think I could do Big Brother. No Partly because I'm not sharing a room with no mm. 10 adults with their stink self. No, sorry, I'm, I'm not doing all of that. But also because when there's like all these stupid arguments popping off and this, like m my personality is necessarily to, to like, let's bring people yeah. together. Let's talk about what the issue is. But they're not on that. Mm. Some people are living Just for the drama. Argue, yeah. And I think like I'd Kristen. find that... Yeah, I'd find that quite triggering. So, and then I would probably get drawn into it because I want to, like, resolve it. But it would go in the wrong direction. <laughs> so there are some shows that I completely wouldn't do. Like, like you said, I'm mm. a celebrity because I'm not doing all that kangaroo balls mm. business. There's some shows that I just think I wouldn't come off well from doing. <laughs> but there's some shows that, yeah, I'd actually yeah. quite like doing. I wouldn't mind doing Bake Off as well. Yeah, like that's true. Kind of show. I don't necessarily think just I'd be... Just to eat the other contestants' yeah. food. That's the thing. I was about to say, I don't think I would necessarily be any good at mm. baking and creating like, like things that like that. Because mm. I, I don't think I'm that in that way artistic. But I think I would enjoy it. Mm. That would the just seem process. like fun. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you couldn't get voted <laughs> off because no one wants to go for So if I knew I could just keep coming back week yeah. after week, throwing cut together. sponge right? icing on top. Tutu concoctions. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Paul. Right? Oh, taste cake. it. And then I get to take, like you yeah. said, wink, wink. get to taste <laughs> other people's. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'd love it. You know on MasterChef, yeah. when they taste the food, I'm so jealous of them. No, it looks good. They, do, do you know? Just want to dive in. Oh, you know the guy always puts. I don't even want to put this in my mouth. I don't. I can't remember what this. The bald one. Yeah. In fact, it's both of them. They put the fork or the spoon so far into their mouth. They're mm. like. And I Why always think, no, because you know what? I always think they make the food look so nice yeah. when they taste it. Uh, mm. Yeah, I would love to do one of those kind of cookery yeah. programs, not necessarily to um, to win, but the competing, Just to take part. Yeah, yeah, taking the, part, the cooking, and tasting everyone else's dishes yeah. would be like great. 
So, okay, so let's round up. Yeah. Are we going to do... Shady Corner, and you, you are the are light. light. John Barnes, once again, you're in the Shady Corner. I don't know what's wrong with you, why you keep wheeling yourself out cocoon, cocoon. to speak <laughs> on behalf of black people and how we should feel about racism from ra- from white people. John Barnes has let me down too many don't times. don't want to be told that they're racist and mm. are more offended by the fact that they're they are being called racist <laughs> and actual racism. Yeah. Why don't you talk about that? Why do you keep saying things like, oh, Peter Bearsley, back in his day, I don't you know, know it was just banter. It was never banter back then. It was no. always a piss take back then. Yeah. It was just that you were given the time, the space and opportunity to get away with the piss take. Now we're in 2019 and we're not having it anymore and we no. have to call you out for it. So just take the calling out, fix yourself and do better rather than getting in your feelings because, oh, you know, people are too PC. No, people aren't PC. That's not, there's nothing PC about that. Try and get some self-respect. What's wrong with him? It's ridiculous. Oh, some of, I just, (laughs) so one of the, one of the things that he is being called out on is the fact that John Barnes. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the footballer. It's basically, a, um, I think he's white or he's Spanish posted a picture of like a gollywog oh, and compared a... it to one of his teammates who is black and then obviously you know the news got caught, caught um, got wind of this and mm. they wheeled him out to ask for his opinion on whether or not it was racist no it's not racist at all it's just banter I'm like, what kind? So when, back in the 80s, when they were throwing bananas at you. That's just banter too. Was that banter as well? Because I'm pretty sure you weren't too impressed with that. Mm. So why is it banter when it's not you? Why is he like that? I don't understand. I think, like, I just think he just likes to placate to white people. Yeah, I think he's just, he's, yeah, he's just, I, yeah, I just. And that's I, all I get. It's like, why are you trying to please these people so much? Yeah. Because if you look at your timeline, the only people agreeing with you are white people who want who want the right to say shitty things about black people. Mm. That is With it. impunity. Yeah. 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 You're out here trying to explain it. There's nothing to explain. You don't need to explain racism to any person with melanin in their skin. We know exactly what it is. Mm. Yeah, I just feel as though that those people who keep trying to soothe and coddle racists mm. and racist behaviour rather than stamping out said racist yeah. and racist behavior can definitely just spend a lot of time in shady corner <laughs> just go away I man you just unnecessary you know just just be quiet so the other person i'm going to put into shady corner hang on let me just pull up my phone is the police officer in Florida, the state of Florida in the good old USA, who decided it would be a good idea to arrest (laughs) a six-year-old child. Because she had a tantrum. Yeah, apparently. um, So the officer, his name is Dennis Turner. He um, arrested this little six-year-old girl because she kicked her teacher. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, the child is six. Clearly she had a temper tantrum as six-year-olds do, normal six-year-olds, it's just not uncommon. Mm -hmm. I thought the regular practice across the world is that if your child is playing up, that the school normally call the parents. That's what I would have thought. And Why then they, they call law enforcement? Yeah, I'm really, I'm just baffled. I'm like, which teacher decided 
I'm just going to bypass all of that and I'm just going to call a police a black officer. Man, that's who. It was a black man. That's who Jesus it. Christ. I was shocked. And I think they arrested two, two kids, two six-year-olds. One of them was actually processed and had their, obviously taken their picture, yeah. fingerprints and all of that. And mm. I'm like, this, these kids are going to be traumatized. What, what, the, what were you thinking? Mm. Mm, you've mm. got to go in shady corner for that you a big big man like that is just no mm. mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah that's terrible so he's since been fired as he should be which i'm quite surprised at because normally you know they're just always on the administrative leave and we're investigating it yeah and then you never hear about it ever again yeah that that's that story um shocked me but i mean people obviously are becoming more alert to um, this whole idea of when you, you know, when you start involving police and law involvement in in children's lives Mm. at that early stage and begin to criminalise them, that is where you start building that pipeline that people talk about from schools. And then when you exclude children from school, it's the school to prison pipeline. And this is all part and part yeah. of the structure and the system of it. And it's wrong. How can you have a six-year-old? Six, six, six. This person has spent six full years on this earth and their first experience oh. of jail or law enforcement was at the age of six because of you and your overzealous self. Did no, Where are all the adults in this situation? No, the school, no. the police officers. I think the story is that he was supposed to get permission anyway from um, his higher ups mm. and he didn't he just took it upon himself to handcuff these kids put them in the back of the police car and then take them to the police station yeah i don't understand none that. of this story makes any sense but um hang on let me just read a little bit so basically the six-year-old is accused in the document of battering three staff me- members at lucius and emma nixon academy allegedly kicking and punching them can i just pause you there yeah battering yeah just see the words just, that they use yeah yeah a staff member was quoted as being one of the people hit and says in the report she wanted to press charges and testify in court against the child. You lot are mad. <laughs> but that's not what the school or the staff member is saying now. The person is now saying they never wanted to press charges and certainly didn't want the girl to get arrested. We care about the well-being of our students. The officer's statements are inaccurate. We did not ask for either student to be arrested. Neither did we want to pursue criminal charges, a spokeswoman for the school said. A girl was one of the two sick. The girl was one of the two six-year-olds arrested that day at the school. Turner's record is now in the spotlight after his firing. It includes an internal affairs investigation which that resulted in, writ- in a written reprimand after he, was, after he tased a man five times, including twice once the man was on the ground. Mm. Another incident was recorded in which he can um, allegedly texted his ex-wife saying, can't wait till you catch cancer and I hope it kills you. Turner is now off the force and the chief of the police is now apologising to the families of the six-year-olds who were arrested. But can I just pause you there? Because um, let me just link that Mm. to the end part of what you've just read out to one of my friends' take on the Peter Beardsley scenario. Right. Which is, you see this man, Turner? Yeah. Do you know that he's not going to act this way unless there's a whole system backing him up to Mm. act this way? Yeah. Let's not act like 
he's just out of the blue on a mad one on his own I feel like arresting some six year olds so when this his senior his higher upper Mm. is now out here throwing him under the bus they're now raking over his personality in that Mm. don't act like you didn't know Mm -mm. he was a great cog in your wheel in your system before and you were having him but now it's all on blast and there's uproar let's get rid of him um go through his character and assassinate that. And then the higher ups are talking about, oh yeah, that's not really us. That's not really us. Let me tell you something. Turner could, I, I bet you and win that this black man was not just sitting there thinking I can just do this with impunity without some kind of system or, or culture within his own setup that yeah, allowed him to do it. Yeah, yeah. And that's why you've got, those teachers who describe a six-year-old, however she was wiling out, as mm. battering them. Mm. I've seen the picture of the six-year-old. Mm, she's mm. being held by an adult, which gives me an idea of her size. Mm. She's not She's not capable of battering any kind of mm, adult. Mm. Do you see what I mean? So all of those things inform me that that kind of stuff is not so random as they're making out. Yeah. The Peter Beardsley thing, not that my friend who's like in the footballing industry, not as a player, but was trying to, um, not that he was ever trying to, um, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, say, that put Peter Beardsley in the right or anything like that. I cannot even think of the word I'm looking for. It's not that he was trying to um, stick up for Peter Beardsley or say that he was in some way in the right. But what he was pointing out is that Let's not ever think, which I know that we don't, but it was it's still worth pointing out that let's not ever look as though Peter Beardsley was acting as some kind of lone wolf in yeah, that yeah, behaviour yeah. that he exhibited. Mm. So whilst it's a victory, let's not think that he's, he's, not, he's, he's, not, he's not all part of this is what it is. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, that oh, brand new, like we didn't know. Them. Right. Yeah, and we've now things, rooted yeah. out the one kind of bad little weed type thing that I guess that's the point I'm making. Yes. Let us not be lulled into thinking, oh, this Turner or this Peter Bisley, we've now removed them or we've now punished them. That's it. Problem solved. Mm. It's not because these things are, are this behavior to me speaks to it being part of a system and a culture. Because there's no way this man in his right mind, he's, he's old enough. He looks like a kind of, you know, middle-aged plus man. You probably got kids of your own. So don't tell me that you you just out of nowhere thought it's normal to be coming to arrest a child. It's because you've you've probably added together the way these kids have probably been spoken about in the past. Mm. It's probably happened there before. There's probably a culture of them treating those young children and perhaps those young black children as adults because we know that that's a thing as well and that's what leads to it that's why you that's why no one along the line because remember he might have arrested them but is he the only person that Mm. arrested her walked her out of the classroom walked her out of the school Mm. drove her to the facility then only hit what is it only he alone mm. that took out the ink to take her fingerprints if it's still done in that way yeah, and the yeah. ink then t- t- took her picture before it was shut down there was do you know how many adults yeah. like you said he would have passed on the way so for nobody to think 
Because you or and I are sitting here thinking, no, if I saw Doesn't some policeman leading... with her, her hands behind her back, Get out handcuffed. Nah, no, come on. Or the optics of that alone. Even if A she... Little bla- you know, you'll be thinking, even if you saw us as women, if I even, maybe I was walking past the school... And I saw a police officer putting the six-year-old into a car. I'd say, is everything okay? Because I'd be thinking, maybe he's taking her to yeah. tell something's happened to her parents. If anyone told me she's been arrested, I'd have been like, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Huh? What? Huh? That, I would just, you, do you know what I mean? But nobody, sense. nobody stopped it for a good little while. That's mm. how far it got. Mm. So that tells me it's not some kind of one-off. Yeah. It's a system and it's a culture. So, yep, definitely... Um, they sue the school and they sue the police department. Yeah. Because that is ridiculous. The school, you should be protecting your kids. I understand, like, obviously some kids can be unruly, but like I said, they're six-year-olds. This is what happens. Exactly. And the normal process, I'm sorry, is that you call the parent and be like, your child is wilding out, come and take them now. Mm. That's what you do. But you call the police. Shady corner. Okay, so let's go on to... You are the light. Who is in the light? Oh, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Floella Benjamin. She's 70. Oh she looks incredible. She does, isn't it? I was like, oh, Is that Flo? melanin, baby? I'm telling you, she just looks so cute. She's still got her hair in a little, like, you know, updo ponytail, which is mm. very in fashion now. Did you see that they put her in a picture next to Katie um, Hopkins? Katie Hopkins, who's my mum said she saw her the other day. She says she looks worse in real life. Who, Katie Hopkins? Yeah. Really? She's like, how is this woman 44 and she's looking 80? She did look awful. I'm not even, it wasn't, you know. But that's what I don't think. I don't think the picture was manipulated in any way. She looks absolutely Mm. terrible. So. I mean, you know. That's why she's angry. It doesn't pay it. to be mean. <laughs> you don't pay to be mean. But yes, let's put Floella Happy Benjamin birthday, into the light because Happy she is birthday. a stalwart in terms of like black Yeah, man. She's an, actually a little bit of a national icon, I reckon. On the TV, yeah. definitely. Um, and I want to put, um, I just saw this on social media today, actually. Um Little Kim into the light. Wow, I feel like Little Kim, she's going to get an award. She's going to get some Ooh. BET award and oh, I Am she? Hip Hop oh, nice. awards. And I just feel like, I know sometimes when we talk about Little Kim, when I say mm. we, I just mean people in general talk about Little Kim. They kind of focus on, oh, the surgery and, mm. oh, how much she's changed and this and that. You just got to think. You see, when Little Kim really landed on the scene Mm. she made so many waves yeah she was i know there there were female women rappers that came before her Mm. but i'm just saying that sometimes i don't feel as though she's been given her due props Mm -hmm. and i don't even want to start talking about anything to to between kim and um nikki because Mm. actually i like them both i like Mm -hmm. nikki minaj i've said Mm -hmm. that point blank i think she's very talented Mm. as uh, a rap artist as a lyricist I think she's very talented mm. don't at me but <laughs> I just feel like little Kim she does deserve her yeah. she does deserve Absolutely. applause she yeah. does deserve ratings she yeah, yeah she was a, st- a style what? icon in some for, for some of her era mm. she you know I don't I don't want to hear about oh where Biggie used to write for her so what even if he did mm. so what Mm-mm. because her delivery was, was ace point. yeah 
Like, let's not... Do you see what I'm saying? Let's mm. give her her flowers. So I really want to put little Kim firmly in the light and say that, to me, she was a, she is a great rap artist. She still mm. commands a stage, yeah. even though she's very extra with her dancing. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, you know, for somebody that could come on, like, the Quiet Storm remix and just... Just Do you know what I mean? Up, yeah. Tear it up. We got to start giving people their due props and let's stop not... Yeah, when they're still here. So for little Kim, flowers and into the light. she deserves. Well done, Kim. Hope you enjoy your moment. So we're about to wrap it up now. That was a bit of a long one, actually, today. It wasn't intended to be so, but we're glad you guys have joined us. We will be back next week. This is Two Girls on the Mic. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, yeah. See you soon. Bye.